Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as He makes all things new. We are excited to pursue His heart for the greatest city on earth in the center of the city. No place like home, the beauty of community. You know, it has a lot of titles and subtitles, but bear with me. It's just about us, how beautiful it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. That community is a, is for me, it is a compl- complex word that means communion and unity. It means us communing with Jesus and his presence and united together as a people, which... Today, in these days we live in, it can be harder than ever as uh, all that, the tools, all of our advancement really is advancement for us to be more separated. Yes, we're more connected, but you're at home being separated, you know what I'm saying? Or you're at home being connected. It's important that we gather together in community. It is a, this is what Jesus died for, the body of Christ, to be united together as one loving the world. And um, it's something that I don't take lightly. So it's the beauty of community, but also no place like home. It is the beauty of passion. How necessary passion is in our pursuit of Jesus and our pursuit of others. Sometimes I feel like as an adult, we are just like back in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? In high school, when you had the cool kids and you had the whatever kids, and you're standing there with your tray trying to figure out which table to go to. You're like, okay, who do I know? All right, let me go over here. But we, we can be a, uh, because we're adults and we've gone through disappointment and we've gone through hurt, we learn to just be cool about everything, right? You know what I'm saying? You just have an attitude of like, uh, you know, I'm not too excited about it. I'm not too down about it. I'm just going to be like pretty neutral on it because when it doesn't work out, then I won't be that hurt, right? And then what happens is our lack of commitment is what makes it not work out. And then we go, see, look, I was proved, proven right. I knew it wasn't gonna work out. Well, actually, when we don't commit to stuff, it can make it collapse. <laughs> and it's not a, a confirmation of our bias or whatever it may be. It is showing that God has made us to be all in. He's made us to be very passionate. And from a very young age, I've been reminded by all the stories that my mother would tell me or my father would tell me. I've just been all into what I do, right? It's like the very simplest thing. I'm very concentrated on it. I'm like both feet in and I'll figure out how to swim. And I have a child like that. If you've met Elijah, Elijah's just an intense individual. He's Whatever he's doing, if he's playing like Minecraft, (laughs) you know, if he's playing baseball, he's just very intense. Um, And I love that that God has given us these things that we can be passionate about. Because if you have a passion in your life, say you have a dream, it's something that no one can pay you too much money to do. It's something that you would do for free forever until the end of your life without any kind of rest or respite. This is passion in our lives. And I say, why isn't Jesus in that place for so many of us? 
And I want to give you some keys today and know how do we walk a life full of passion? Why? To reflect and be just the same way that Jesus was. He laid it all on the line, walking to the cross. There was no hesitation in him. It was the beauty of him being passionate. And this is necessary for us in community. And not only do we have the opportunity to walk like that with each other, when we don't feel very into things and when we don't feel very passionate, we can go, oh man, that's some passion that I need. Maybe it's, I can go hang around this person. Maybe I can be close to them. Maybe I can let some of that fire get on me. And then we know that it really is necessary that we are humble in the way that we walk with each other. There is nothing in this world that is worth getting if it is outside the presence of God. If there is something that I can possess, if there is something that I can receive that is outside of my utter worship to Jesus, if there's something that I have to hide from Jesus, it's not worth getting, I promise you. In John 15, this is a passage where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Now, normally we think of the Last Supper as Jesus saying, this is my body which is broken for you, this is my blood, take it, drink it, do that. But after that, there was a long discourse that only John recorded. So it is John 14, 15, 16, 17 that culminates with, my, I am at the right hand of the Father praying that you would be united just as me as the Father of one. So there's just some rich text here of Jesus beginning to teach his disciples the last words he will say to them, the last lessons. And in John 15, he says, I am the true vine. My father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in a vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. This is Jesus saying, there is no fruit without me. There is no true fruit without me. It all dies. It all is found out to be false. It may be dry fruit. It could be whatever, but there is no fruit without me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. What I get from this passage is there is fruit that exists. I love fruit. You know what I'm saying? To me, chocolate is down here. Fruit is up here. I'm sorry for those of you think chocolate is up here. Fruit, so many more variations, and it's like, it's just amazing. It's lovely, all right? So I love fruit, but we have to have fruit that comes from us abiding with Jesus. What does it mean to abide with Jesus? It means that his worship, our understanding of his word is never more than a moment away. And it's never more than a thought away that we can go into a place of worship in God's presence quicker than we can do anything else. And I find that gets tested every single day. As far as I am from the awareness of his presence determines how far I am away from his peace. 
How aware am I of Jesus and abiding in him that I can determine that's how far I'm going to be away from his peace? If, I, if this is Sunday and that's how far I am away from his, the awareness of his presence, this is how far peace is going to be for me. It's going to really take me a hard move to get to the understanding of where God's presence is. How is worship? I really only worship on Sunday. That's how far his peace is going to be then. I only turn my heart towards God. I only really meditate on his word on Sunday. This is how far everything is going to be. And it's going to feel like an impossibility when we're walking through the week. Yet and still, if we are walking and abiding with Jesus, this means that his worship is on our heart. It says in scripture that we would sing songs in our heart to God. Worship is a weapon against the enemy. That we would begin to Tell Jesus how lovely he is, that we don't need to be like pumped up for it to do that. This is just us increasing our awareness of who he is. And you know, the thing about sitting up here and preaching a message, it means it's, it's, it may seem like I have everything all together. That's not what it means. It means that I'm in a season where God is really testing this. How close am I to his presence? This week is probably, I've had more pressure on me this week than I can ever um, think of. And you're like, wow, you took five kids in an RV around the country and, you know what I'm saying, you went through the South and, you know, it's during COVID. And yeah. But no, this week was on a whole nother level where we are packing up everything in our home and we still don't know if uh, we got funding yet. And I'm telling you, when the awareness of abiding in Jesus is this close and remembering his promises when everything is shaken and you can, you can hold on to this it works right we had to go through three lenders three okay so each one lender is a lot right <laughs> if you've ever bought a home you know you have to go through all the paperwork and doing all that imagine that doing that three times and having to be reminded of God's promises to you in the midst of it Three weeks with each person, and you get to the end of the three weeks, they go, no, we can't help you. You do it again, you go to the end of the three weeks, they go, no, we can't help you. And you're like, okay, God, <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. How do I have peace in it? And I'm telling you, people who have been praying for us, us interceding and praying and worshiping, abiding in Jesus. Do you know I'm walking around, but I am hidden in Christ, right? That's why my sin is not accounted to me, because I am hidden in Christ. It is as if I am walking around, right, and you just see bam, you just see me, whatever, but I am, I'm like under Jesus's skirt, you know, I'm like for lack of a better term. I am, I am in Christ walking around. And the more I understand that, the more that I can stand firm in God's promises to me. That I am abiding with Jesus. You're not just seeing a person walking around um, um, open to all the issues of the world and all the storms could take me out, whatever. I'm walking, abiding in Jesus. And I'm telling you, when I'm looking at my kids and they're like, where are we going to move to? And I'm like, uh, we're going to move, I promise you. And they're like, when are we going to know? I don't know when we're going to know. We're going to figure it out. And we're walking and I'm up happy to abide in Jesus. We're packing our up. We're doing all these things that you do, and you are at the edge of what you believe your patience is, what you believe your peace is, but yet and still you can worship. I can put on music. I can remember his promises. I can say, 
I'm not that far away from his presence, so I'm really not that far away from his peace. And I'm telling you, it doesn't get, it doesn't get realer than this. And I am not like a super, I can say, I, I can be dramatic, you know what I'm saying? And then be superfluous with my language and, and whatever it may be. But I'm telling you, this works. It works that we abide in Jesus and walk in him. No matter what situation you're going through, you can put me in a furthest prison in Siberia. And I can worship Jesus. I am fine. You know what I mean? Like, I am OG. These storms that happen through life are not going to take me out. I promise you, we are here at Missio Day Humble Park. One year after I started, we are still determining to build a solid foundation that cannot be shaken by the trials of the world. Right? Isn't that the point? That we learn, we go through this pandemic, we go, oh man, I'm a little bit craziness is going on. How do I make my foundation rock solid? So when the next, next thing that comes down the pike, the next thing that happens unexpected, I am solidly and firmly grounded in Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And also do not quench the spirit. Pray always. That sounds like a workaholic's motto, right? <laughs> Pray always. <laughs> it means that always be able to connect with God. It's not about the physical posture. It's not about getting down on your knees. It's always, always being able to turn your heart towards the Lord. To me, that's the simplest breakdown of prayer I could say, where you're literally turning your heart to the Lord. You're, you're in the world, right? And it's like anxiety, badness, all this is happening. I got to pay this bill. I got to call this person. I got a laundry list of things to do. Turning your heart to the Lord to me is prayer and worship. To be able to do that without ceasing and create these tools that I'm going to share some with you of how do we do that in the midst of where we are. But it's necessary that we are passionate about it. That we are not determined that God is going to continue. Oh, he's just going to let me down. Why would I, why would I invest in it again? You know, he's, going to, he's done it all, every time before. Why would I even do it this time? Because what else do you have? <laughs> what else do we have but Jesus? Nothing. There's nothing out there that is greater than Jesus. I'm telling you, I searched. I looked a long time. I was very determined to find something else. But it is Jesus who has shown us the way to lay everything on the line. Everything was on the line for us this week. Everything was on the line. And then a couple of friends of mine, whose both are named Nathan, they have a mortgage company that's called Nathan Mortgage. <laughs> and they come in at the 25th hour they get done in a week what the two previous companies could not get done at all. Actually got us clear to close on Friday, which is amazing. Come on, Jesus, yeah. Um, and then we call the seller, and the seller is like, we're not ready to close. <laughs> we're like, more waiting, more waiting, more waiting. But look, we went through all that stuff we're going through. 
Oh, this is peanuts now. We're abiding in Jesus, right? Come on, bring it on. What you got, homie? What you got, sucker? We're abiding in Jesus. And that is where all fruitfulness comes from. From him. The world has fruit that, you know what I'm saying? It'll look shiny. It'll look beautiful. And it says later on in that passage in John 15 that he invites me to bear fruit. And not just fruit, but fruit that lasts. What? Fruit that doesn't rot. Anybody ever pick strawberries, right? You pick strawberries. It's like you got to set your watch as soon as you take them out of the ground. It's like two days and they're like, all right. <laughs> you're making pies and you're making like jam. You're doing whatever you can to extend their life. And they're just like gone. Fruit that lasts. Spiritual fruit. Fruit of relationships. Fruit of people coming to Christ. Fruit of people being healed. Fruit of people being encouraged. This is the fruit that comes from us abiding in Jesus, walking in him. And it's very important. You will, some people don't care about Sunday because they don't care about Sunday. Imagine them not caring about Sunday because you are so much abiding with Jesus that you're not crawling through the week to make it and then go, okay, I made it. Oh, crap, here comes Monday. But that you can look to every day with promise and expectation and interest because you know that he, who has started a good work will accomplish it in you. That he will accomplish it in you. And we are walking, abiding in Jesus because we are hidden in Christ. It says in 1 Corinthians that I carry about with me, that I carry about in me the dying body of Christ. Christ is in us. We are in Christ. It is the synchronicity of us walking and moving with him and not being shaken in the midst of everything that's going It's so beautiful. And that's what I want you to hear more than anything. That I can give you a million practical tips on it. But at the end of it, we just have to really love and be passionate and not withhold. In Philippians 2, 5 through 11, it says, let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That the name, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is Lord. There is nothing in this statement about hesitancy. There is nothing in this statement about Jesus not laying it all on the line passionately. Yes, he had his Garden of Gethsemane moment. Where he's like, all right, God, you really want me to do this? <laughs> Should I really walk this out? Laying it all down passionately and trusting that God will work out as he always does. With passion, you will do the most you can. Without it, the least. That we will see, what is the least amount I need to just like get through this? Okay, you know, what is the, what is the bare minimum? Could you tell me the bare minimum? Then I'll try to do that. We're looking at the difference between the law and love, right? We're looking at the law. What, what is the minimum, God? Okay, God is like the minimum of 600 laws. Crap. <laughs> let me start, okay, let me start with number one. 
this way, let me do this way, all right. As Jesus, what is, what is a paradigm for Jesus? Oh, sell everything you have and follow me. That is a perfect picture of what passion is. Passion is, knows no bounds. It is us going to the edge and then finding out that the edge is ever receding into the distance. That our growth and our abiding in Jesus will always require us to go further and further and further. We are branches in Christ. If we are branches in Christ, we should always be out on the line, right? We should always be testing the edge of our faith. Testing the edge of our belief. That we are just not those who give up. This is a work of art that I sold this week. When I tell you I've been painting for 20 years, I've been painting for 20 years. I've been a pastor for about um, 10 years, about since, what year is it? I don't even know. Uh, 2010, about 12 years I've been a pastor. And um, I've been making art long before that and pursuing it in ministry. And this week, I probably sold more art than I have in all of those years. And it's something that I'm passionate about and I know that I'm going to continue to do. But kind of figuring out what people want and just being faithful and giving it to people. But it's 20 years. There's plenty of time in there to quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, <laughs> I've started an arts magazine. I've, you know, done all the festivals. I've done all this thing. And then all of a sudden, with the convergence of us um, collecting money for our down payment, God has given me the wisdom and the ability to actually sell the work that I'm making. And I'm not saying that as a way to, like, you know, pat myself on the back, but it's, just, it's to begin to articulate what passion is for us. That as we determine to never give up on something, as we determine to never turn our back, then what happens is we see that God's faithfulness continues to show up day after day after day after day. I may not be perfect, but I promise you I will be passionate. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That I will be passionate laying everything down on the line so that God ultimately can get the glory for all that happens to us. But there is one way that I can promise you will not see the promises of God come and that is if we give up. That love also even fails if we give up. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith and to this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out to us in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Imagine, imagine glorying in tribulations. Imagine going through a shaky point. You're like, oh my God, you really want to use me now. Let's go. (laughs) That is so contrary to our avoidance of pain. It is so contrary to our embracing of comfort. So glorying in tribulations. Oh Jesus, you're doing something right now. 
The enemy is mad. <laughs> He's trying to stop me in every single way. But just stop yourself sometimes. When you're going down an anxious path of what if this happens? What if that happens? You're imagining all the crazy scenarios that could possibly happen if whatever this thing you want to work out does not work out. In that moment, Imagine yourself abiding in Jesus. And that distance from his presence being closer. It may not be like that. Close one week or it may be up in here, but imagine that our access to his presence, understanding we abide in him, is closer to us. And as a result, being able to reach his peace and his goodness that much easier. I think it's a beautiful understanding of the love that we get to walk in that is in Jesus. I probably told this story before, um, but when I was a kid, I, uh, it's always a my passion. When I was a kid, I would like my mother went outside to hang, out some, hang up some clothes, and I started beating on this window, and um, I beat on the window until I broke the window. It's probably like five or six years old or something like that. And I was just thinking about that story, how it, like, it really is um, the way I've been my whole life. That I've been in environments, ministry environments, church environments, where I feel like boxed in. And I will beat on the window until it breaks, until breakthrough happens, until I can move into another area, until we can move into another area. And I feel like in some ways that's how it can feel here in this city, in this neighborhood, that it's like all these things are arrayed against us. We got all the things that we can say are fighting against the local church body, whether it's COVID, whether it's... Um, all the stories of failures in church leadership, all of the apathy that has happened, all of the depression that's happened in the wake of, of um, COVID. But there is something about us continuing to knock. There's something about us continuing to press against all of the boundaries and limitations that seems to be set upon us that God is doing a wonderful work in us. And as we abide, we will see the fruit of God. You guys want to stand up? That is, passion is really is something that's caught more than it is taught. And my, my hope today was just to stir something in your heart to stir something in your heart to begin to seek out the way of Jesus. Um, that you would yearn, that you would yearn for scripture, that you would yearn to be in his presence, that you would yearn to walk with him, that you would yearn to worship him, that there would just be this, this insatiable hunger for more of him. Father, I just thank you for everyone here, God. I thank you for the beauty of who you made them to be, and I thank you for the beauty of us being all together, God, that you are doing a wonderful work here. I feel like the word for us 
is jubilee. That there is was a time when every 50 years, debts would be canceled. It would be a huge party. It would be joy. It was jubilee, God. Sometimes it can feel like that's the exact opposite of what we should be having. But I declare that over our body right now, over the body of Christ, jubilee, that it would be celebration, that it would be an invitation to continue to walk in the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, let us hunger for nothing like we hunger to abide in you, Jesus, that we would have a consciousness of us moving and walking in you, and there is nothing that we can do to forfeit our abiding in you. And as we are in the vine, then we shall produce much fruit and fruit that lasts. And I declare that over Missy O'Day on the park. I declare that over the body of Christ, Father, that we will produce much, much fruit. And I thank you for the seed that it is our body to go in and ask that you would bless and multiply every person here, Lord Jesus. That you would give them joy and love and peace to celebrate in your presence. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus real quick. Come on, come on, come on. So if you would like prayer, I would love to pray for you up here. I just had a word. Um, the word that I had was a uh, rotator cuff. I feel like somebody has hurt their shoulder and maybe it's been a chronic condition and you, you need prayer for it. I would love to pray with you. If you need anything, please reach out to me during the week. Reach out to me during the week. I know it's crazy.